Every time you state what you want or believe, you're the first person to hear it. It's a message to both you and others about what you think is possible. Don't put a ceiling on yourself. That is a quote by Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Trina Talk. This is the podcast where guests share their stories of pursuing their passions, living a fulfilled life, and empowering others. Each week, I talk with inspiring leaders, business owners, and people with amazing stories from around the world in unscripted conversations as they share their successes and failures. This podcast is all about empowering you to keep striving in your personal and professional life. I am your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello, welcome to episode 123. Before we get into the details of this week's episode, I would just like to share with you that I have been selected as one of the international speakers to be on the stage speaking as part of Sean Fair's Leadership Experience Tour 2021. It's taking place on April 10th in Troy, Michigan, and it's going to be fire. You're going to have speakers from all around the world that are going to educate, inspire, and empower you. Now, even though we're in a pandemic and the speakers will be at the venue, you have an opportunity to also be able to hear the powerful speakers that will be on the stage. So please go to bit.ly forward slash L-E-T 2021 to get your virtual ticket. And again, that's for April 10th for the Leadership Experience Tour. So on with the show. The topic of this week's episode is be the best part of customer's day. My guest this week is Dr. Kelly Henry. Dr. Henry, for 20 years, was an award-winning chiropractor. He helped his patients live healthier lives. With the foundation of providing exceptional customer service, Dr. Henry grew his clinics into one of the top producing chiropractic offices in the nation with multiple locations and doctors. Since 2018, Dr. Henry uses his system to coach business leaders on improving customer service to create incredible growth and results. Hi, Dr. Kelly. Welcome to Trina Talk. Hi, Trina. Thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate it. I appreciate you being here. I'm so excited to talk to you because you are doing something that, I mean, just different. So you are, well, first of all, you are a award-winning chiropractor. You have practiced for 20 years and you're doing something different because now you're in the business of teaching exceptional customer service, which is when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, we need a lot of that going on. Before we (laughs) delve into all of that, tell us who Dr. Kelly Henry is and how you came to be the person you are today. Well, that's a great question. I, uh, like you said, I'm a, I'm, I'm a chiropractor. I'm actually retired now. So I, I practiced for 20 years, mainly in New Mexico, um, and then retired and moved to the Dallas Fort Worth area a couple of years ago to a couple of years ago to uh, pursue my, my quest to coach and consult uh, other businesses on improving their customer service. Um, I 
use customer service, exceptional customer service as the foundation of my clinics. Um, and I kind of backed into it. It was just uh, the area we moved to in New Mexico. Some of the businesses there weren't stellar at it and it bothered me. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to provide great customer service in my clinics and not, not necessarily using it to, uh, to grow my business. It was just, I didn't want to, I hated being treated a certain way in these other businesses. So my, my patients are going to be treated differently, but then I saw the impact and how it was helping my business grow. And so I studied it more and implemented it and uh, put in new processes uh, concerning it and just saw how it uh, absolutely transformed my, my practices. So um, I've also been coached for years. I've had business coaches and personal coaches throughout the years, and I've seen how that has impacted my life and my business as well. So when I retired, I just meshed the two together. Um, I wanted other businesses to be successful through improving their customer service, and I knew how coaching impacted my life and how I could utilize this for uh, this aspect. So like I said, I just meshed the two together, and here I am. That is Amazing. That's great because, and it's funny you say you didn't like how you were being treated in the customer service world because me, like other people, and I'm pretty sure too, you know, you go to the doctor's office, right? You have that appointment. You already know where I'm going. You have that appointment. You get there and it's like, okay, I've been in the waiting room for 45 minutes. When are they going to see me? But if you don't show up for your appointment, they kick you off the list or either they tell you you have to pay a fee. So being a doctor in an industry like that and you coming to the, the the fact that you want to be in customer service, that that really is kind of funny. Now, do you are other doctors your clients? They are. <laughs> they are. And that that is one of the pieces that we talked about is being that's part of great customer service is being efficient, you know, and it's almost you, you could have stellar customer service. And you could make your patient feel incredibly important and valuable. But if you make them wait, that's all that they'll remember. They won't care that you made them feel great and, you know, really appreciate them. They're, they're going to think, geez, Louise, I had to wait an hour, you know, 45 minutes to an hour or hour and a half, whatever the case may be. And I can't handle that. Even if they make me feel better, I'm going to go somewhere else that doesn't treat me as well, but I don't have to wait that long. So that is a big component. We, we talk about that and address that and, and have tactics, uh, tactics to help uh, help doctors or any business really uh, be more efficient because that, that's a key component. Yeah. So doctors are not your only clients, but they are <laughs> some of your clients. They are. Uh, they are. So really, my perfect client is anybody in the, the service industry. Um, that's that's who I, I can address because the principles that I teach and, and I coach and my programs will fit into any of those categories. Now I work with chiropractors and doctors and PTs and insurance agents and, and others. Um, so the, the principles apply to all of them. Obviously I have a heart for chiropractic in the medical field just because that's where I've come from, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm there to help any business that wants to improve their customer service to, to grow their profits basically. So let's talk about your principles and in your programs that you have Tell us about, so if I were a client of yours or want it to be, how do I come to work with you and what am I going to learn? What are you going to teach me? Well, basically my, my programs are called the 5% bump programs. All right. And the 5% bump is, is from a study that was done by Harvard business school. And what they found out was if a business 
can retain customers by just a measly 5%. So if they can keep the new customers with them in their business, just 5% of those customers, 5% of those customers, an increase in 5% can lead to 25 to 95% increase in profits. So really, that's what my programs are designed to do, to improve customer service, but more importantly, to create a scenario where we're keeping more customers in the business because it's five to 25 times more expensive to keep acquiring new customers and letting them go than it is to just keep the current customers. Way more profitable, exponential growth happens by keeping more customers. So that's that's job number one. That's, that's what we're trying to do with my programs. Now, my programs are designed that we're not going to work on everything that could possibly be work on. We are going to work on the 20% of things in a business that are really going to create 80% of the impact and impression that a customer would have of great customer service in a business. Um, So we're going to look at the team atmosphere. We're going to look at creating that culture in the business and treating the employees right and really getting that shored up correctly where you're treating and, and creating value with your employees so they can turn around and create value and uh, give that value to the customers because that's vital. You can't treat employees bad and then expect them to turn around and treat the customers good. It just don't work that way. And then we're going to put the principles and the philosophy in correctly and make sure that is that is stable. Um, I I always mention um, adopting a mission statement, which was my mission statement in my offices and, and most of my clients have adopted this, but we want to have the mission of being the best part of the customer's day. Um, so just get that mindset. That That's what we want to do every time we open the door. We want to be the best part of their day. And that kind of encompasses everything that's right about customer service. And then we want to put the actions in play. And there's a lot of layers of different actions, different things that need to be done. And then like we just talked about a moment ago, we want to look at the efficiency of the business and how can we speed it up? How can we make it more convenient for the customer to do business with you? Whether it's decreasing wait times, whether it's you know ease of uh, a website, maybe, maybe in a doctor's office, you know, eliminating some of the paperwork for a new patient where they don't have to do as much. Um, Just those little things to make it more convenient for a customer or a patient to do business with a business. And then finally, the last piece of it is we look at how we can take care of and do better with service recovery. Um, Or when there's a problem, when there's an issue, when there's a mistake that happens, whether it's from the business that does it, or maybe it's initiated from the, the customer, it needs to be done and dealt with in a specific way because if it's done correctly, and when you take care of a problem correctly to the satisfaction of the customer, the patient, the client, generally what happens is that client, customer, patient becomes a huge advocate for the business. Um you want to create loyalty anyways, but when you take care of and handle a problem correctly, you really create an extra an extra high level of extra, um, you know, an extra step of loyalty with that with that customer. So that's basically the my program and a whole of what how we deal with things. It's not again not working with everything and not doing everything we possibly could do. Just narrowing down on those things that are really going to have the greatest impact of improving your customer service. So do you, when someone calls you, do you assess, go in and like assess um, their business 
Or is it that they just sign up for a program and then you tell them, okay, this is the program and, you know, is it, you know, structured for a lack of a better word or is it more tailored to that customer? It's going to be tailored to the customer. Initially, when I have a analysis call with them, you know, I'm just seeing if I'm right for them, they're right for me type of thing. And we'll we'll dive in and get a little bit of understanding of uh, where they are actually in their customer service. Um, where some holes may be. And then if they go ahead and go forward where they hire me and and we think we're a good fit, we'll really dive in and do what I call an audit. And we'll just go through and just get a very clear understanding of all the different levels of what is or what isn't going on with their customer service. Um, And it's it's pretty eye-opening for most businesses when we really dive in deep. And they, you know, most businesses say, yeah, we have great customer service. Yeah, no problem. But when we dive in, it's like, oh, wow. Uh, you know, maybe I don't. Uh, there's there's some pieces there. Yeah, we, we did some things right. But overall, it's not as good as they, uh, they could be. And we fill those gaps, fill those holes, put in a great structure, a great foundation, and, and then they start reaping the rewards because of it. And it's funny you mentioned that because that was going to be my next question. How many people are receptive to you going in and telling them this? And then something you mentioned before, you mentioned about uh, improving processes, right? So sometimes businesses think, okay, to improve a process, something else has got to be lacking. Something else falls by the wayside. And a lot of times it's customer service. So how do you go in and tell these businesses that that's not the thing that you need to cut back on? That's right. That's great. I, I love that you made that point, that question. You know, what I constantly tell my clients and prospective clients and when I'm doing presentations or podcasts is you have to understand that customer service enhances or detracts from everything else that goes on in a business. So if you have great customer service, it's going to enhance sales and marketing and all the things that you want it to enhance and, and be better with. If you have terrible customer service, again, the opposite is going to be true. It's going to detract from all that. It's going to take away and it's going to create a scenario where it's, you know, causing negativity and and pushing customers away. So like you just mentioned, this customer service should not be the thing that you put to the wayside, you know, and a lot of businesses do that. I, you know, the, the purpose of a business is to get customers, keep customers and to make a profit. Well, a lot of businesses miss that middle section. They want to get a bunch of customers and they want to make a profit, but they miss that keeping customers. And that's where the customer service really comes into par, into play. And they'll just keep pushing money into marketing or what's a new marketing scheme or, you know, what's something else? What, you know, what's a, a new sales tactic that we can utilize to, you know, to close more sales and those type of things. Um, and, and a lot of times they'll, they'll run through all that and finally get to the point where they're like, we, we got to try something different. This ain't working. And then that's where they'll come to me and say, Hey, maybe we do need to look at this. We, we thought we had good customer service, but maybe this is more of an issue and we dive in and yeah, sure enough it is. And, and uh, suddenly all these, you know, their marketing and sales takes off because uh, they, they've gone from being sales minded to service minded. Right. Right. So what is in your experience, what has been the biggest eye opener for a client that you have seen when you've been working with them, when you tell them um, you're lacking here, you need to improve there. And they go, what, you know, tell me about those experiences. 
<laughs> well, usually the biggest one is when we're, we're looking at how they view their employees um, and, and how they are treating their employees. And it's not that they're treating them bad. It's not like they're, you know, cracking the whip. And, you know, you remember the old sign that says, you know, um, the beatings will continue till morale improves. You know, yeah, it's not that scenario, but they, and I actually, I was guilty of this too, when I was in practice and one of my coaches called me out on it is they look at their employees as more of a liability than an asset, um, that they're just there to, you know, maybe do the bare minimum to collect a paycheck. And then my job is to see what they're doing wrong and continually correct them. And really what they need to do is shift that mindset and think of their employees as assets. And that's what I had to do. Um, I had to start looking as assets that they are part of my success. Um, I need to treat them better. I need to see what they're doing right and, and uh, commend them for it and recognize them for it. Um, and, and again, value that employee, make them feel valuable, make them feel important, make them to feel like I want them to, my, want them to show my customers. Um, and so that's a huge eye opener. A lot of businesses have to, a lot of business owners have to, uh, um, have to start understanding. And it's, it's, it's shocking to a lot of them. Most of the time we're like, Oh, wow. I, I guess, I guess I wasn't treating them quite as well as I, I should have. But when that happens though, it makes the business so much better. Just that one aspect, um, because you're not dealing with resentment from employees and from an owner standpoint, you're not, you know, you're not resenting them. Um, you're all on the same page. There's mutual respect. You, you start having less churn of the employees. They stay with you longer. They want to stay with you. They, they appreciate working there. And then that shows all that does is just goes out into the the customer because they, they have that great attitude from working there. So it's, it's, a great principle to to get narrowed down on and to implement because of how, how impactful it just that one principle can be for a business. I agree. Let's go back to your practice. Now, when you first started to do this, what, what was it that sparked you? What was your impetus to say, okay, here's where I need to change and what, which made you change your business and be successful to have other practices? What was it? Well, again, I, I kind of backed into the customer service aspect of things just because I, I didn't like how I was being treated in the area, the community we were there. So I just started implementing, not not as a principle of growth, but as a principle of I just didn't want my customers to feel like I or my patients to feel like I did. So that sparked a lot of uh, great goodwill for my patients. And, and, you know, I picked up on that early and started implementing different procedures for that. Um, but when I began to study it, it, you know, it's like, oh man, I'm, I'm onto something good here and started laying that foundation. The key is for any business and, and what I, you know, really took advantage of in my clinics and, and was able to help me grow was to understand that everybody just wants to feel valued. I mean, that's, that's the thing. They just want to feel important. Um, and so that was our goal. You know, like I said, we wanted to be the best part of our patient's day. And so we wanted them to feel important and just to keep from a business standpoint and from an employee standpoint, we always talked about this. I talked about this with my employees to understand that we are there for the patients. We're in business for the patients. The patients aren't in business for us. They're, they're not coming in for us 
to give us money and to make, make us feel great. Our job is to make them feel great and we are there for them. And so to keep that concept, that's what really, really took hold and, and, you know, really gave me a, you know, a phenomenal reputation in the community I was because that's, that's how we practiced and that's how we treated each and every pre- patient each and every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that really is something because a lot of people, like you said, they don't look at their employees as assets. They think that, okay, you're here, you're going to do what I tell you to do. And then that's it. But you have to realize that if your employees are not happy, it's not going to roll externally. They're not going to be happy for, you know, with the customer. And, and I, I'm a firm believer, no one works to be a, a loser. Okay. For lack of a better word with people working because they have to work and they want to work. And I, I have to be a firm believer that people want to do a good job because who wants to go to work to be, to not do a good job and live miserably and have your boss, you know, making your life a living hell. So, but I think the culture around a lot of these environments causes people who would do good to not do good because of the way that they treat them. And then they wonder why, oh, well, the customer is not happy or you talk to the customer a certain way. Well, you're talking to that employee a certain way. So (laughs) what do you expect? Exactly. And and a lot of business owners just they just don't make that connection. And again, I'm, I'm guilty of that first season in my practices where I just, again, I wasn't cracking the whip, but I just didn't, I had the wrong attitude and I had to wake up to that, that, you know what, let's look at the 99% of good those employees are doing. And geez, what a, just what a complete shift that made in my, in my office. We still provide a great customer service, but it just made it, you know, like I said, just made the internal office so much better where the employees had much more respect for me and I had much more respect for the the employees and valued them much more. And it just made a much better and pleasant place to work for them and for me to go in and, and have those employees. And on the lines of respect for your employees and then for you, that's a tenet of leadership. And that's how yeah. I, I, for, I believe. And that's what I do in my coaching so tell the listeners how important that is as far as being a leader, not only in a business to make profit, but just in general, as far as inspiring other people. Absolutely. It, it really means everything, you know, and, a, and a, from a business and then a, certainly a customer service standpoint in a business, you know, you have to be a leader has to be willing to get down and dirty and and show by example, lead by example, that, that is key. It's not do as I say, you know, it's do as I do as, and you take the lead and you're out there greeting patients or customers or filling in where it needs to be filled in or doing whatever needs to be done, cleaning toilets, washing windows. It doesn't matter. That's what a true leader is going to do and show up to do. Um, and that's inspiring to the employees where they feel like, you know what, he's, he's on our side she's on our side, they're on our side and they're, you know, they're willing to roll up their sleeves and get down and dirty and do whatever it takes to, you know, to take care of the customer or they're willing to do whatever it takes to take care of this employee or help them out or, you know, cover or, you know, whatever the case may be, but it's, it's lead by example. 
and when I say that, you can also lead by example on the negative side too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's really either, or you're going to lead from a positive example um, and be an inspiration, or you're going to lead from a, be an example of uh, depression or a negativity. That's uh, one or the other, but you, you choose what example you're going to lead by. And, and that's what uh, ultimately the uh, employees are going to follow. Yes. Now, when you go in and you work with someone, how long does it usually take before you see a shift where you see that they're starting to get it? They're starting to get what you're saying and trying to implement it. How long does it take? It usually doesn't take very long because it it can be dramatic results can happen. I mean, as far as cash flow um, and retaining patients can happen within just a few weeks of uh, start of implementation. So a lot of times it doesn't take very long. The key is, like you said, for the really the owner or the upper manager who I'm working with to really to grasp the idea and know they need it. That's the key is to try to help them understand that, you know, this is going to help you just trust me. Let's put some things into play and, and, good things are going to come about. And so helping them understand that. And if they'll just follow me along, you know, and that's where I have to have, you know, good customer service too, and build that trust and, and uh, those bonds with those I'm working with, but the results come pretty quickly. And as you know, as you start seeing, you know, it's like losing weight. Well, you know, I went on a diet for, you know, a few days and if I didn't lose 10 pounds, you get discouraged a lot of times, you know? So that's why you need a coach or somebody just to, Hey, let's, uh, keep doing what you're doing and you know, you're going to start seeing results. It takes a little time, but just keep doing what you're doing. I promise you make it. And that's kind of where I'm at. Hey, let's just keep doing what we're doing. we got to be consistent with this. You know, you, you, you were stuck in the bad customer service for a long time. So it takes just a little bit of time to get this going, but let's start looking at the the positive results and, and just let it keep, you know, get that momentum built up and see, see how this will make such a dramatic effect. Uh, you're going to be most of the time they're pleasantly surprised how quickly it'll happen. And then just as the effects start happening, you're like, wow, this is great. So I wish I would have done this years ago type situation. Right. Now here on Trina talk, we like to talk about your failures as well as your successes. Sure. And, you know, we, you talked about how your impetus was you didn't want to be treated. You know, you didn't want your, your patients to feel like you had been, you felt before on the other end. But as you were going through this journey or any time in your your practice, what were some times that you failed that made you rethink things and make you do some things differently? Well, like I mentioned earlier, that just having that the wrong attitude as far as employees um, and not looking at his assets. That was a huge failure on my part. Um, and again, thankfully to one of my coaches that caught me on it and set me straight on it. Um, there were several times in my practice where, um, and it didn't last too long, but you know, maybe a few days, maybe a week or two where I would, uh, I would lose my focus on just having a 100% focus on my patients and serving them. So I wasn't doing things that were going to hurt them or harm them by any ways, but I, you know, I was distracted by, you know, family matters or maybe an employee matter or, you know, external circumstances. And whenever that happened, my practice would slow down. So I wouldn't see as many patients, less new patients that come in, 
Um, and this goes back to that leader standpoint where when my focus was off and I wasn't dialed into being there for the patient um, and focused on that, you know, that resonated for me to my employees and they weren't as happy and they weren't as dialed in. Um, and that created a negative effect and it, it slowed my practice down, you know, and sometimes, like I said, it'd be a couple of days and I'd realize what was going on and get my mindset and my attitude and my focus set where it should be on the serving and immediately that the practice would start taking off again. Um, and so I dealt with that several times through the years where, um, that service mindset was took, you know, a, a second seat to other things going on in my life that, you know, may have been significant, but they shouldn't have been more important than what I was dealing with and what I was supposed to be doing in the office at that particular moment. Yeah. It all comes down to being of service. So I think that's the foundation in anything, right? It is. Yeah. It's, it is. It's, that's the foundation. Now, I believe you are an author. Do you, do you have a book? I do have a book. Want to talk about that? Uh, absolutely. It's a uh, book is titled define and deliver exceptional customer service. And basically it's a, it's a very easy read. It's only about 150 pages long. It's not full of fluff. It's full of easy principles, rules, and actions that a business can take a hold of. Some of we've talked about tonight or today, and they can take a hold of implement immediately. Again, start creating that, exceptional customer service in their business. And you can find that book on my website, Dr. Kelly Henry or Amazon, really anywhere you can find a book, you can find define and deliver exceptional customer service. And there is a digital copy, the paperback and soon to be a hard copy and an audible copy. So whatever form you want to, you want to purchase it in, it'll, it'll be available soon. Great. Great. I love it. I mean, I just, I love the whole customer service aspect. Like I said, do you work with restaurants? <laughs> do you work with them at all? <laughs> that is part of my target market. Yes. So, cause I'm with you. That's, that's one place that uh, definitely needs some help in the customer oh, service. God. You know, and, and I, just to digress a minute, I have to tell about this horrible customer service I had in the restaurant. So years ago, my, my friend, she said, Oh, let's go to this restaurant. She loves. I said, Okay. Well, we go, we have the exact same meal, the exact same meal. We, we sub the two, the same thing. So we get the bill. Her bill is different than my bill. And I'm like, how is that possible? <laughs> I'm like, we had the same thing. We substituted the same thing. So I come over and, you know, I asked the waiter, I'm like, okay, you charge me this, but you didn't charge her. What is it? And he didn't have a reason for it. So he brings back the, I guess the manager and he goes, oh, well, um, it was an upcharge for that. I said, but there wasn't an upcharge for her. <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, and then he says, well, most people don't want to know when they're being upcharged. And I was like, who doesn't want to know that? <laughs> so, I mean, in the midst of all of this, you know, it was something that I thought, okay, you could have easily taken that off of my bill and I would have been happy with it. But he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't do it for you. I said, okay, so we had the exact same thing. My, my meal is $5 more, but, you know, and I just, I said, okay. I said, well, guess what? I'll never come back here again. And I never did. But going out yeah. the door, you know what he did? He gave me a coupon and said, oh, well, next time you're here, here's a free dessert. For, and I'm like, I'm not coming back. I'm thinking you could have kept my business by taking the $5 off the bill. And, and that's why I do what I do. Because 
how easy would it have been just to take the five dollars off? You know, how many was the meal decent? I mean, you would have gone back if if they would have it was taken decent. care yeah, of it. It wasn't the best I've ever had, but I mean, yeah, I probably would have gone back again. Don't go back. So, you know, they missed out on, you know, maybe a couple of hundreds over the lifetime of you going back to the to the restaurant for one for a measly five dollars. Right. You know, and that and that again, it just goes back to the point that businesses just get stuck in being sales minded and covering their rear ends and pride as opposed to service minded and hey, we made a mistake. We're sorry. We're gonna take that off of there. And here's a coupon because we we messed up. Please come back. It's it's no harder to do that than to sit there and make excuses of the upcharge or whatever, you know, the manager and the waiter did for you. And again, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, because that just kills business when you have that mindset. And yet they still don't see it, right. you know, right? <laughs> it just drives me absolutely nuts. And obviously it does you too. Yeah, it does. Um, and and it's, I find, and it's funny in not just restaurants, but just any place now, if it's, I'm finding that customer service is lacking. And I've gotten to the point now where I'll just walk out of a place. It's like, if I, if, if I feel that I'm not getting customer service, I will walk out. Cause I'm thinking, I don't have to spend my money here. I do not have to spend my money here. And I think a lot of businesses, especially if they're big name businesses, I think they think, Oh, well, whatever. One walks yeah. out the door. We have, you know, so many million more, but nowadays you don't know, you don't know who I'm going to talk to. You don't know what my social media platform is or whatever. And but what what harm is it just to have good customer service? Exactly. There, there is no downside to having great customer service. Right. Exactly. And, and something that businesses don't realize, especially small businesses, is and this came from one of my customer service mentors, John DeJulius. Um, he wrote, it's no longer word of mouth. It's word of mouse either good or bad. And unfortunately it's more bad. So somebody gets ticked off, they walk out of that business. All they have to do is jump on whatever platform, Yelp or their social media and put, you know, put the negative review when they're still hot and emotional and blast that out to thousands of people. And there's nothing you can do about it. Um, So it's, it's really more important now than ever Mm -hmm. to provide great customer service. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, restaurants and then the airlines. Can we do something with the airlines? <laughs> you are you're a heavy hitter tonight. With this. <laughs> As you see, see, I've I've been had this time to think about all of this stuff, but I just I used to travel a lot before COVID hit. And man, I'm telling you, the airlines and I have to say the American airline, not American Airlines, but the American Airlines are so much worse than foreign carriers. I have traveled to many countries and I get on a foreign carrier and it's like, I don't care if I'm sitting at coach. It's like, Oh, they like me. I feel yeah. good. They bring me a warm cookie on American carriers. You could be a first class and they kick you a bag of peanuts and they're like, you should be happy that you're here. Yeah. It, my, my sister works for one of the airlines. So I won't mention, but she, <laughs> she's talked to me about that too. She's like, dang, I wish I could get you in with our airline and do a seminar. Cause yeah, it's just, you know, it's just terrible. And, and, you know, she sees it from the inside out where she, you know, she feel, she doesn't feel valued at all being an employee for this particular airline. So, yeah, I totally agree. That's uh, that could be a whole nother show just talking about that. I know. So. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> as you as you see, I have my whole list that I'm checking out right. bad customer service places. That's why I was like, ooh, customer service. I can see your temperature rising here. You're 
<laughs> yeah, we better go uh, on. So that's right. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a lot. So tell us about your programs one more time. What what are your programs, and if you have levels, uh, tell us about those. I have three different levels. I have an intro level, which is basically just a one work, a one week entry level program where we'll dive in, see where some holes are, get you some value, get some things shored up and, and help you out. My mid-level program is called the Prime Program. It's a three-month program where we'll we'll get the core concepts and core principles that that will help tremendously. And then my alpha program, my higher program six months program where we dive in, we're going to cover all the bases. We're going to um, really look at the the business uh, from a unique standpoint, uh, the business as, as it is unique, whatever industry it in and, and accentuate some of the uniqueness of it and where we can really uh, step up the customer service in, in different places um, and really help again, lay that complete foundation where we can see maximum results. Okay, great. So we've beat customer service to death. Yes, we have. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go into the questions because, yeah, I don't want to get on that tirade. So we're going to go into our questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Who or what motivates you? Um, I'm, my, my family motivates me. I uh, just want to be the best uh, husband, father, I can to them and, and, uh, you know, be the example, be the leader for them and, and show them, you know, what to do and, and serving others is the, the right way to go, whether it's in a business or in a family setting or in a, uh, church setting, whatever the case may be. So I'm, I really, I'm motivated by that to, to be the best example I can for them. So other than customer service, what demotivates you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, I can't stand being around people that, um, make excuses, won't, won't admit to their faults or problems, or if they've made a mistake, uh, that just drives me absolutely nuts. I, I can't resonate with them. We all make mistakes. We all have issues. We all have problems, you know, it, it's, it make, doesn't make you any more or less of a man or a woman to admit to them. So it drives me nuts when, when people do that. And it, it really, uh, puts a bad taste in my mouth. Okay. When was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked out for your good? Um, this goes way back. Uh, high school, uh, senior year of high school, I was in uh, eco- not economics, uh, home economics, actually. That's what it was. And um, we had a family friend that was a chiropractor and I had talked with him and, and thought about, you know what, I want to be a chiropractor. Now I wasn't a stellar student. I wasn't a straight A student. I was a smart aleck class clown type. So I can kind of understand why the teacher made the comment, but we were talking about what careers we may want to go into because we were all seniors in that class. And I said, a, a chiropractor, you know, I want to be a chiropractor. And, uh, she went, huh, I'll believe that when I see it. And, uh, that got me through chiropractic school. That statement got me through chiropractic school. It pissed me off so bad. And that was my motivation. I'm like, I am going to prove that woman wrong. wrong. Um, I, I would not be denied becoming a chiropractor because of that, that, that one little, that one little statement. Did you send her a business card when she, <laughs> I should have. And I, I still think about that today that, you know, I've, I actually, I've forgotten her name and forgiven her for it. It's no big deal, but uh, I probably should try to reconnect and say, Hey, this is what happened. You know, it's, I, I don't hold any grudges against you, but uh, here's where I'm at. Yeah. Thank her for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Buy her dinner. Yeah. 
What is your fear? What is my fear of losing everything? Uh, I don't know why I've always had that fear, but I, I just have this fear of, of losing everything. Um, you know, I'm a blessed man. I've been blessed way beyond what I could ever imagine. So I, um, it, it's a ridiculous fear, but that's somewhat that motivates me too, that um, I, you know, I just need to keep driving, keep striving, keep being relentless, keep focused on what I'm doing. Because, um, you know, and I guess in reality, everything could be taken away, you know, depending on the circumstances, but um, some for some reason, that's just been a fear for a long time of mine. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? Yes. Um, especially, especially in the office, uh, there was times where I should have reached out to, to patients. Um, you, you know, I, I let pride get the better of me. And I, I should have reached out. I should have made a personal phone call. I should have sent flowers. I should have done something that if I knew they were upset or there was an issue or something going on and I, you know, maybe had a staff member do it and I should have, I should have stepped up and been a better leader and, and taken care of those things. I got better with that. Um, you know, as I got it farther into practice and, and, you know, again, got past my pride, but yeah, um, there was times where I really should have stepped up and, and, uh, sucked up my pride and done what I done, what was right. Is there a time that you wish you had not done something? Yes. I, you know, times I have the, uh, the filter between my brain and my mouth that work <laughs> exactly right. Um, and so, yeah, uh, spewed some words I shouldn't have or, and a lot of times I, I, you know, I, I, I like to joke, you know, that's just how I am kind of a jokester, I like to have fun and kid around with people. And sometimes I don't realize I go a little bit too far and, uh, say something, you know, just, just cross that line a little too far where it, it creates a, you know, a, a bad impression or uh, puts somebody off or makes them upset. So yeah, I've, I've done that a few times. Okay. What is your definition of success? Um, you know, I, my thought has always been the best of me is yet to come. And so it, my definition of success is to work towards and achieve a worthy ideal goal. Um, you know, so I always want to be a better person. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better father. I want to be a better whatever. Um, so just keep striving towards that goal. Um, I'm never going to be as good as I can be. Um, but I can always be better. So I just keep striving for that. And that's, that's where my success comes from as I just keep improving myself, knowing that as I do that, I'm going to make those around me better as well. How do you recharge? I love to golf. Well, I love being with my family for one thing. So just hanging with my family, that I, I love that. Um, you know, just staying at home, watching TV, a movie, hanging with my family, you having dinner with them that recharges me. I love playing golf that, that, uh, just on one hand, that's kind of frustrating, but too, just to be out on the course and is, is good too. And then traveling also recharges me. I love to travel and, and see new places. And although I am a man of habit and I, I, you know, I could go to the beach all the time and sit on the beach with my rear in the sand and, and enjoy that, um, that recharges me as well. What are you awesome at? <laughs> what am I awesome at? Um, 
Huh. <laughs> you, you told me there'd be no gotcha questions on this. So, um, you know what? I really don't consider, like I mentioned before, I, you know, I always feel like I can improve and get better. So um, I, I, I will pride myself on being a great adjuster and a great, great chiropractor. Um, I did quite well with that. And, and, um, but more importantly that I took pride on how I serve patients and, and how I made them feel um, psychologically. Yeah, I could adjust them and make them feel better physically, but to put a smile on, you know, the little old lady's face and, and tell her she looks pretty and give her a hug that day um, and, and see her leave, you know, in a better mood with, with that smile and, and, you know, she's a widow and, you know, I wouldn't see her for a few more weeks just to give her that, uh, give her that uh, self-esteem or, or boost that up a little bit. That, that, that meant a lot for me. And I, I feel like I was really good at doing that. Mm. What legacy do you want to leave? Um, I just, you know, I want to help people achieve success like I, I like I've been able to achieve. So um, I want to be known as somebody who served, um, and I served because I want others to to benefit from that and to grow from that and to learn from that. So um, whether it's my you know my wife or my kids or my clients, whatever it may be, I just want to you know, my neighbors, I, I want to be known as somebody who served and, and tried to improve the lives of others. Awesome. Give the listeners one motivational takeaway. One motivational takeaway. My favorite quote is from Zig Ziglar. And he says that you can have everything in your life if you will help enough others get what they want in their lives. So the key to life is serving others. Um, look to serve first, then then to be served. Um, and that will take you a long way, um, not only in business, but in life in general. Wow. Dr. Kelly, give the tell the listeners one more time how they can connect with you, your programs, your website, and all the nine. You betcha. Pretty simple to find me. My website is drkellyhenry.com. So drkellyhenry.com. You can find my programs. You can find my book and a link to buy it and purchase it. Um, you can set up an analysis call where we can talk about uh, my programs, what I can do, and if we're a right fit together. I'd love to connect that way. But that's how, the easiest way to find me, drkellyhenry.com. All right, Dr. Kelly, I thank you for being on Trina Talk. It's been great. We can go into another conversation another day, but this has been great. Love what you're doing. Get out there and, you know, revamp this whole customer service thing in the world. <laughs> well, I will do that. And I, again, I appreciate being on your show greatly, Trina. You're awesome. If you like Trina Talk podcast, please don't forget to go out to iTunes and rate it five stars and leave a review. Also, who else in your life do you know that needs some motivation and inspiration in their life? Don't forget to share Trina Talk with them. I hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your mindset, you can change your life. Keep striving because success is a journey, not a destination.